we're learning life, embracing love, managing marriage, maneuvering in ministry, and managing money. Welcome to the Let's Talk About It podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome to Let's Talk About It podcast, where we talk about life, love, marriage, ministry, and money. And today we're going to be talking about ministry. Yes, I thank you for all of the new listeners, everyone that's rocking out, listening to this podcast, uh, where I just discuss different things. I normally have guests, but today no guests, but come uh, in a couple of weeks, we're going to have some amazing conversation with some people that are part of of our business, which is the lion's den. Uh, So come, we're going to talk about money on the next one. But today we're going to talk about ministry. So if you're riding in your car, if you're listening to me at home, while you're cleaning, wherever you're listening, what's up, what's up, what's up, let's chop it up. And let's talk about ministry. I talked about this conversation with Pastor Wives uh, recently, dealing with understanding people. When we understand people, we it allows us to tap into the keys uh, to our success is when we understand people. Because if you are living in this life, um, unless you are a bona fide um, introvert and you don't deal with people at all, or you don't want to deal with people, um, when you don't deal with people, it doesn't allow you to cultivate. It doesn't allow you to deal with um, conflict or allow you to deal with chaos. It doesn't allow you to do that. It doesn't allow you to grow. I am an introvert. I know it may not sound like it, seem like it, but I really am. I'm an introvert, but I also love people. I love people. But here's the thing when it comes to understanding people, and I got this topic and this title from an amazing book called Touching the Hearts of Pastor Wives. So I'm talking to the pastor wives that are listening to me, as well as any other individual out there that is leading people, that's a mother, that's a father, whoever. This can also go for you, but really I want to deal with ministry, ministry. Um, and one thing about a pastor's wife is that we deal with multiple people, multiple different personalities. And sometimes the husbands can really care less when it comes down to the pastors uh, because their focus, I call them the giraffes of the ministry. Their focus on the sky because their neck is so high in the sky. And the pastor's wife had the perception of being on the ground and paying attention and watching and dealing with the attitudes and dealing with the people. And unfortunately, she's not that liked. Okay. Nine times out of 10 in the church. And sometimes as in home too, as mothers, as whoever, you're not that like when you are the one that is that your boots are on the ground. And you're working and you're moving. So that goes with the territory. But here's the thing is that when we learn to understand people, we must understand that in order to understand people, we got to be around them. We got to be around people. And so when you're around people, you have the ability to be able to deal with different personalities, uh, different type of people excuse me, different type of people, different personalities. Uh, you also deal with um the, especially again, especially as being a pastor's wife, you got three different kind of pastor wife. You have the pastor's wife that is supportive of the pastor and she's just there to come to church and support him and what he's called to do in ministry. There's nothing wrong with that, that it's great. 
to be that type of pastor's wife. I've been that pastor's wife. Let me just show up here to support you and what you're called to do. And I'm going to be a part of this with you, right? Then you have the next kind of pastor wife that is one that works with the women's ministry or she works some kind of way within the church. And that type of pastor wife, you deal with different type of people. Well, you also have that pastor's wife that work alongside her husband. She's not behind him. She is alongside with him working in auxiliaries, uh, in ministries and departments, and she's helping build the ministry. I have been all three. <laughs> I've been the one that's been supportive. I've been the one that just worked with the women's ministry and no one else. Um, and then, uh, and the choir. I've also, I am also now the one that works alongside my husband. I pass her alongside him. Let me just sidebar because I know, boy, I get the hate uh, inboxes and the messages from people that you are not a pastor. If I do a video and I'm like, you know, and and I always say pastoring alongside my husband. I say that for a reason because of, I hate to say it, but the trolls <laughs> on social media that are out there that hits me up and say, you are not a pastor. You are a woman. No, 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 no. I pastor alongside my husband. I don't want to be no pastor. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with the woman pastor. So let me stop and say that because God used, um, God used, what is her name? Mary to be the first one to speak the gospel. And so here's the thing that God can use anyone. If he can use a donkey, he can use anyone. But I understand the value of working alongside my husband because I am a woman. I am emotional. My feelings are all over the place. And I need that man to keep me balanced, to keep me submissive. Come on here, Ephesians. I submit to him so that he could keep me balanced. So believe me, I didn't want the title, didn't want to be it. But I do understand why my husband did it. Because if anything was to happen to him, he wants to make sure that I, someone is there to be able to take over the legacy of what we built since 2010. Uh, and not only that, I teach and I preach. So let me get off that rampage. We work together alongside each other. That's a part of the ministry that he has. That is his side of the ministry. And there's a part that I have uh, within the ministry as well called in reach and outreach. So, and now he's about to change a whole lot. So here's the thing. We pass it together, period. We lay together, cry together. We both go through ministry the same. He deals with more, of course, because he is the pastor that covers our church, along with being a bishop over other pastors. So he's that, and, and we do it together, both being him, him being bishop as well. But here's the thing is that in, no, in that arena, you deal with a lot of different people. A lot of different people. One thing about our church, we pastor the people within our church, but we also pastor people outside of our church. We've married over, I don't know how many people, and they still stay connected to us. And we have people that are in our community that reaches out to us uh, as if we're their pastor because they don't go to our church. So there's a lot of different personalities that you deal with. You deal with homeless people. Um, there's a lot of us that deal with doctors, deal with lawyers, deal with people that are in marriages, uh, youth, uh, singles, military, different kind of people that are in within the four walls of the church that shows up as well on, as well as the outside of the church. So when it comes down to really understanding people, we must learn how to communicate and relate to people as leaders if we are going to guide them to Christ, key point, that ain't my point, but you know, I'm going to share principles, but we must be willing to communicate and relate to people 
as leaders, if you're on a job, if you, you know, outside of being a pastor's wife, you're on a job and you are in leadership, or if you're on a job and you work with other people, if you're going, if we are the salt of the earth, and if we are God's children, we have to be the one to guide them to Christ. And the only way that I can guide you to Christ is sometimes you got to beat me up while I'm guiding you there. Uh, I don't have to do it with my mouth. I don't have to do it. I just do it with my feet. So just watch me. Watch me love on you while you hate me. Watch me love on you while you don't like, come here, somebody. I'm talking to somebody. Watch me love you while y'all are y'all are in, in groups against me. I can't tell you how many times I've been in ministry. And there's always a collective people. And the spirit never changes. It's always the same kind of spirit that comes against the pastor's wife. I promise you, any pastor's wife will tell you, man, I haven't seen this before. And it's always a lot of times, sometimes it's in the staff. Sometimes it's in the congregation. Sometimes it's just within because it just comes with the territory of being alongside your husband. And most people, some people believe, come here, I'm going to say this real quick, catch it. Some people believe that they can replace you or remove you or they know more than you when it comes to their pastor. And that is not the case. So any woman out there, believe me when I tell you it is a spirit of Jezebel that you're moving in. So please stop. Yeah, I just had to say that real quick. Let's talk about it. Had to say that real quick because you got to be careful when it comes to that and the territorial part of that. You got to stop when it comes to pastor, pastors and pastor wives. So Neither here nor there, but we must be willing to understand how to communicate and relate to people. So it's learning to relate to people. I always tell people I have, I, you know, I'm not um, different size or whatever to me, but there's only part of me that people get. And there's only my family get more of me than anyone. Why? Because I'm safe with my family. My sisters get more of me than anyone else. My daughters, my family, my household get more of me than anyone else. But there's a side of me that can be very professional. I can sit in a room with CEOs and have a conversation about a contract, a bid, something to that nature, because I know how to have that conversation. I can also chill. I got to, uh, we have a person at our church and be like, Pastor T, like you so fly, like, yeah. I can also be in that same lane because I have my my background is hanging with the fellas. So I know how to have that conversation by chopping it up with them, you know, chopping it up with that type of. Yeah, whatever. So you learn how to have those conversations. I also know how to sit in a room and be able to advise because we're not counselors, be willing to advise people on their marriages. So there's different hats to this thing and different type of people that you deal with. So you got to learn. We got to learn to communicate and guide people to Christ and relate to those people in where they are and not be so deep to where we cannot have a conversation with people because of our own issues. All right. The next thing we must do, we must be willing to learn a few basic concepts when it comes to understanding people. Again, when you understand people these are the keys that you have to success when you learn how to deal with people. First, we must understand that everyone has a desire to be someone in our church, outside of our church. Everybody want to be somebody. If you could ever get that, especially as a pastor's wife, so I'm starting at the head as pastors and leaders. If you learn that everybody want to be something, you will learn to value those people for who they are. You will learn to value those people for who they are and accept them as they are. 
accept them as they are. The second thing we must do, we must be willing to understand that people don't care how much you know until they first know how much you care. Do you care about me? Are you are you just wanting to hear yourself talk or do you care about what I'm going through, what I'm experiencing? Letting people know how important they are to you. How much do you care about them? I have an administrator and my administrator and I will have a meeting and uh, we have a meeting once a month. And so twice a month, actually, but just me and her. And first question or the last question I'm going to ask is, so how are you? How are you doing? Because if not, I'm focusing on just me and what she can do for me and how she can help me and how she can make, you know, me look good and make me look. No, it's not about that. Because if she's not healthy, then what she does for me is not going to be healthy. So I want to always make sure that she's in a good place spiritually. She's in a good place. I just had a meeting with her earlier this week. And I was like, how are you financially? Like, what are you doing in your business? What are you doing in this? Like, how can I help? Let me tell you what I have. This is what I can do to make sure that she flourish and she moves to a place that God has called her to be. Because here's the thing. If I'm growing and she's not, that's a problem. Come here. Mm, let me sip on that. Mm-hmm. To every leader, every boss. Every person that's out there, if a person you're growing and they're not growing with you, mm -hmm, that's a problem. So the first thing we must understand is that everyone has a desire to be someone. The second thing we must understand is that everyone, that people don't want to know how much you know. They want to know how much you care. The third thing we must understand is what is the motive? What motivates this, this person? What? And okay, let's talk about it. Let, here we go. Let's talk about it. How do we get to a point to where we understand people? That's the question. These are my principles that I'm about to share with you. So if you're writing, you know, keep them on the canvas of your mind. Don't, don't write. Don't do nothing. But come back and get the information. So here I go. I'm about to share these principles with you. And if you don't remember anything else, principles equals progress. But when you get in your feelings, it equals failure. So principles equals progress and progress equals producing. You start to produce some things when you can process everything that you're, you're receiving when it comes to principles. So here we go. How do we understand and motivate people? That's going to be the question. How do we understand and motivate people? Number one, we must find out their goals first. Come here. Let's talk. We must find out their goals first. What motivates that person? And this is for every leader, man, every pastor's wife. You got to be willing to know what motivates the person that that's connected around you. What motivates the person that is that's within your ministry? What motivates the person that's in your job, on your business? What motivates that person? Get into their world. Have a one on one with them. I uh, for the women in my church, I did a thing earlier this year. And I set up one-on-ones to those that wanted to set up a one-on-one -on -one with me. I only discussed and talked to those that wanted that information. And I sat and talked with them. And then I get calls in the month of June, July, how they are how they're processing and, and, and going to the next level within the things that they're doing. If it's new job opportunities and new business ideas, whatever the case, they had those one-on-ones with me. Having a one-on-one -on -one, and sometimes as a pastor's wife, I've been in, uh, we have a where people come and they come up and speak to us. And while they're speaking to us, there are some people that will come and be have a longer conversation. And I know someone else is waiting for me to hug them. And I'll just tell them, well, give me one second. 
and let me, you know, fit because I want to make sure I listen to you. Or if it's really, really bad, I'll say set up a meeting with my administrator. Let's talk because I want you to have my full attention because I want to get into your world. I want to know what I can do to uh, coach you through it, to motivate you through whatever you're experiencing. And it's not going to take these three minutes of us sitting here talking. So let's talk about it, especially with my women of destiny, with the women of destiny. God has called me to them and my time with them is for service. Like I come to serve them. Now, anyone outside of that, like, yeah, we're going to set up a one on one. And yeah, mm -hmm, that's different. That's different. So you got to be willing to get in that person's world, find out their goals. Have you ever tried to get someone to do something out of their comfort zone? And it's like pulling teeth. So even though I'm going to get in your world, I'm not just going to get in your world and we're just going to come with problems. We're going to come with solutions because I want to see how we can motivate you to get what you need to get because it's going to be like pulling teeth. I understand that. I don't know how many one-on-ones I've had with the people in my church and they would take what I say, but really didn't, didn't really have an ear to hear. They were just there to get everything out, but didn't want any solutions. I'm finding out I'm not that girl. I'm not that girl. That, uh, now, if you come to me, we, we, we got to get some solutions on what you're going to do next and how you're going to do it. I may not have the answer, but we're going to find out how to get that answer so that you can keep moving. I'm a girl that move. I'm a girl that bus moves. I'm a girl that don't get stuck. I don't like getting stuck. That's why God called me to people that are stuck. I'm called, I know my calling, I'm called to people that are stuck in their pain, that are stuck in their situation, that are stuck in their past, and I want to be able to show you how to get out. But first, I got to get into your world so that I can see how we can get you out. If you don't know where they are going, then it's obvious that you cannot help them get there. If you do not know where someone is going, because I need to know where you're going, what are your, what are your plans, what do you want to do, how are you going to do it? And if you don't want to listen, I'm just going to sit there and listen to you. But I have to give you goals. I have to give you something in order for you to leave from that one-on-one or leave from this conversation that you be you have to be able to get them, guide them to Christ. All right. The second thing is that you have to find out the tools that they need to achieve their goals. After I've listened to that person and tried to figure out or had that one-on-one or, or I'm watching, I always say I have the best seat in my church. I'll watch for a while and sometimes I do not say I do not say anything, especially to those that do not have an ear to hear me. I will pause and say this. Pause and say this. Whoever's I heard, um, I think it was Larry, somebody say, who's ever in your ear has your year. That could be good or bad. Who's ever in your ear has your year. They will be the ones to motivate your year, or they will also be the ones to destruct, to cause destruction within your year. If it is not wise counsel, if it is not wise counsel, they can destroy your, your year and be in your ear. I don't know how many times I've seen people make decisions off of someone that was in their ear, but did not even have the fruit of God's labor, did not even have the fruit. Come here. They didn't even look like the characteristics of God, but you followed them off of what they said and they're in your ear and you start moving like them. You start talking like them. You start acting like them and you make a move on assumption. Ooh, who am I talking to? You make a move on assumption and we cannot do that. Our life is too important to make a move because of people that are in our ear. I tell Bishop all the time, I can't say I can, I can look, I just pick it up. Somebody's in their ear. It's how they moving. Cause here's the thing as a pastor's wife, as a leader, when you are spiritually connected 
and you know God, you know when people are moving off the uh, assumption or moving like another person because they act like them, they move like them, they talk like them. Their conversation is so much like them and you're just sitting there shaking your head like, wow. And you got to know when to talk and when not to talk. If a person is not hearing you, baby, they, there's no need to waste your oil and your anointing and what God has called you to do on someone that do not want to listen to you. There's no need. Don't. Don't waste your time. And okay, so anyway, turn get off there. So find out the tools. And let me tell you, this is something of years of experience. Not saying that I got it all together, but I just sit, I'm learning to sit and just watch. Just watch and people move how they move. But when you don't have wise counsel, you move that way. You gotta have the Bible says that have wise counsel. Wise counsel, somebody with wisdom. Thank God for my spiritual covering, Bishop and Lady Gail Wooded, okay? All right, so number two, find out ways and tools to achieve those goals. This entails you helping them find not only those physical attributes that help them, but more importantly, what godly steps they may need to take them. Again, solutions. What are the godly steps that you may need to take them, Right. How do we get there? What does that look like from point A to point B? That's why I love doing mentorship classes because I'm always taking my students, my mentees from one destination to the other. You never get with my I got it just because of wisdom and being in other classes and 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 making sure that I grow. I make sure that there's an end result to what we're going to do in this class. You know what we're going to start. I always say we're going on a journey. And what we're going to do, I can't wait to 2024 because I have some things God has given some stuff to me to do. And I know it's going to get that person from point A to point B. So you got to be willing to give them godly steps. Next thing you got to be willing to do if you're going to achieve these goals is that people depend on you, especially pastor's wife, to help them find what those plans are, what they look like. Lord, how do I how do I get there? What does that sound like? Hmm. And what does that look like? How do I get there? And they look for their leaders to direct them in that area. Uh, and we got to be willing to show them how to achieve those goals. And what does that look like? And here's the thing. God, not, God will not send you no one that is that does not need your fragrance. Come here to every pastor's wife that is listening to me. God will not send you a person in your church that does not see need your fragrance. What do I mean by that? The very oil and the very things that you've experienced in your pain, in your past, everything that you went through, they will be delivered by the blood of the lamb and the words of your testimony because of what you've been through. You are a pastor's wife that has been called to them. If they are called to your church, God will not send you no one that has exceeded or over you because he knows that they need your oil. They need your fragrance. And so you got to be willing to share your testimony. Pastor wife, leader, yeah, you got to be willing to share your testimony. And what we mess up at is that we don't want to share our testimony. I don't want nobody to know what I'm going through. I'm not ready for that yet. And now what God will do is get you to a point of where you miss the moment. Come here. You don't want to miss the moment of saving souls because we don't want to tell our testimony. Whatever you did yesterday, it don't even matter. That's your testimony. Whatever you did 10 minutes ago, that's your testimony. And if you're overcoming that until you came out of it, until you've overcome it, that's the thing that you want to discuss. There are some things that I'm experiencing now. It is my testimony later. 
Not right now. But there are some things that I have experienced that has been my testimony and that will continue to be my testimony for those that are assigned to my voice, that is assigned to our ministry. No, this is not a cult. No, this is not all. But the Bible says I'm teaching uh, really, really soon about spiritual authority. There's different authorities that God has established, not only in the Bible, but he also establishes one of those authorities that he's established was that I give you pastors, apostles, preachers, teachers, all of this. I give you pastors after my own heart. I give you pastors that I hold account that I have to hold to a high account. And because of that, God is giving you spiritual leaders spiritual people that are connected to you in the church God established spiritual authority that leaders have and there's things that they got to account to come here don't make me go deeper come on Paul Paul had some things that he had to be he wrote to the church and he put elders in place to make sure that those responsibilities there's an apostle apostolic anointing that God has given some pastors not everybody but there's an anointing that God has given you. And if you stand alongside that husband, that oil has to run down. I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with my husband to where, baby, I've learned so much from him. He pastors me, which allows me to be able to not act out, to not do crazy, make crazy decisions because I have someone that's in authority. Come here. Come on here. Uh, what, what is it, Peter? Where God says, I also give men authority over their house. Yeah. Submit to your husband's wife. That's an author spiritual authority. Okay, Tony, don't go now. So here we go. Let, let, let's, let's get out of this. Gotta be willing to find out how they need to grow. Did I say that? Number three. Number three, number three, and I think it's finally. Yeah. Number three. We gotta be willing to find out how they need to grow. How do you need to grow? How does the person around you need to grow? Understanding people, because everybody's growth is different. Everybody's growth is not the same. Everybody's growth is different. There's people that are connected to me in my ministry and all of them are different. I can't, I got to allow them to grow in their own way. When we purchase seeds, they come with an instructions on how and when to plant the seed, when to water the seed, how much sunlight they should have. And how to nurture them in order for them to grow properly. Here's the thing. We got to know when God gives us these people or God allows these people connect to us. We got to know, okay, I, I, I can't sit up here and just tell you what to do. I got to find out your goal. What is it that you want to do? Mm-hmm. Okay, now that I know what you want to do, now I got to find out the tools on how we're going to achieve that goal. Now I got to find out how... That needs to grow. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a nurture it in prayer because pastor wives are spiritually should be spiritual nurturers. So I'm gonna go before the throne on your behalf. And I want you to go to the throne on your behalf. And I know one thing, if I can't remember anything else, I remember the God's promises. Come here. I remember I, that's my favorite thing, man. I remember God's promises and what it's worth said. He said that he would supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. I do know that. I do know that you have, you are more than a conqueror through Christ that strengthens you. I do know that. I do know that you are the head and not the tail because that's the promise. I do know no weapon formed against you shall prosper and every tongue that rises up against you shall be condemned. I do know that. I do know that faith without works is dead. 
those are the things that I know I can instruct you on while we're in the midst of praying, while we're in the midst of trying to find out your goal, while we're doing that, we're going to pray about it. Yeah, we're going to pray, but I need you to remember them promises though. Yeah, that's the promises of God. Here's the thing, as people grow in the right direction, it helps us understand that they will face problems along their growth path, understanding. And here's the part that people don't tell us is that you're going to have growing pains. I make sure every woman that comes connected to me, every one-on-one -on -one coaching I do or, 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 or mentoring I do with someone, let them know, listen, it's going to get good for a minute, but you're going to have a season. Come here. There's a time and place for everything. There's a time to grow. There's a time to, you're going to know when it's time for you to have a seat and meditate and listen to the Lord and pray, read a book, whatever that season is, it's your time to learn. And then there's going to be a time where the Lord is going, woo, he going to throw you out there. Come on here. Come here, Moses. When Moses was in the palace, he was chilling, he was relaxing, and then he started feeling uncomfortable because he knew he was called for greater, and all of a sudden, he leaves the palace because he had killed one of Pharaoh's people, but while he was in the midst of sitting down and enjoying himself, God called him up, he went up to the mountain, and he saw God's hindsight, right after he saw God's hindsight, I don't know, I can't remember how many day days he was there, but then all of a sudden, he left, and he went back to the very place that he ran from, and would come here to every runner, every person that run from the Lord, he had to go back to the place that he ran from, and he watched the hand of God, and he just started moving after that. Moses moved all the way up until he left this earth. He did not go to the promised land because he had attitude, but here's the thing, though. He was able to see the split the the sea split he saw all the 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 plagues that that God had hit on the from the frogs to the storm to killing the firstborn to he saw all this stuff happen and it was happening fast so my question to you is what you doing in the midst of your pause moment what are you doing in the midst of that so I I, I my goal is to make sure we understand people we understand people so that we can let them know that there's going to be pain in your paws. There's going to be pain in your growing. You're going to experience. It's a part of the process. But let's find out your goal first. Once we find out your goal, now we can go to the next level. And now we can find tools. And now we can find out how to grow. So we got to be willing to understand people. It is the keys to your success. Here's the thing about people and connecting with people. We say this in our Lions Den, uh, shameless plug for, uh, for uh, businesses. Uh, and I learned this from Stormy Wellington is that, that when we collaborate with other people, it is the new currency to where we're going. You got to connect with people. You will connect with people. There's no way you can be on this earth and not connect with people unless you just mean and and just, yeah, you got to be willing to connect with people. So what's the power in connecting with people? What is the keys to your success? You are able to cultivate. You're able to understand how to deal with chaos, how to deal with conflict, and how to deal with people. These are God's people, not ours. They belong to God. They don't belong to us. And when we learn that as leaders, oh my God, it is amazing. Oh, best place I can be. I can't tell nobody what to do. That's between you and the Lord. But my feet, I pray you watch my feet and see how I move and see how I'm staying committed to what God called me to do, even when I'm hurting, even when I'm in pain. 
stay committed. And so because of my commitment, hopefully you're committed. I can't stay consistent because of my consistent. I pray you're consistent. I stay converted because I continue to change. I pray you continue to change. So it's just learning to be you, pastor's wife, leader, be you. But at the same time, understand God's people. You're going to have to deal with them. It's a part of who you are. It's a part of what you got to go through. You have to deal with people. And understanding when you learn how to deal with people, it would be the keys to your success. It would be the keys to your success. All right. I thank y'all for rocking out with me. Can't wait the middle of August. Get ready for, man, we're going to be talking about money. Uh, that's a part that I have not talked about on here yet is business. And I can't wait to talk to you. I've been waiting on my daughter. So that's another story, but I can't wait to talk to you guys and rock out with you until next time. If you don't remember anything else, remember you are a product of God's grace and mercy. When you see yourself through God's eyes and not people keep it moving, have an amazing week. Stay blessed. Thank you.